So we are two lines from the bottom on 57b, nun zayin amud beit. So what we were discussing yesterday is we said that there is a machlokas Rabbi Yeshia and um, machlokas so was between Rabbi Yeshia and Rabbi Yenisai. One of them says that you should mix together the blood before the final sprinkling, mix together the blood of the, of the goat and the cow. One of them says that you do not. We're trying to figure out who is which. And we stated perhaps we can prove that Rabbi Yeshia is the one who holds that you should mix it together. Then we said maybe even Rabbi Yonasan agrees over here that you should mix it together. So now what we're going to try to say is Tanya Delokishinuyan. In other words, we're going to show you a brisa that clearly indicates that the halacha is, not the halacha, but that Rabbi Yoshia is the one who says you should mix it together. It says like this in the Torah, And he shall take or, from the blood of the goat and from the blood of the axe. Means to teach you that they should be mixed together in one vessel and then sprinkled. These are the words of Rabbi Yoshia. This Rabbi says you should take from this vessel with its own blood in it, and this vessel with, with its own blood in it. So each vessel is going to have either the goat or the goat blood or the cow blood. They will not get mixed together. One, the implication would be that it should be one thing in total. But it also says from the blood of the ox and from the blood of the goat, implying that they are separate. Well, one second, though. If so, that they should be separate, then what does he do with the fact that the Pasuk does say achas, one, implying that they come at the same time, same place? To tell it to you, it is not going to tell you that they get mixed and sprinkled at one, as one. Rather, what it's going to tell you is you sprinkle once and not twice from the blood of the goat, once and not twice from the blood of the cow. So we see from here clearly that Rabbi Yeshia is the one who says it gets mixed together. Rabbi Yenison is the one who says it does not. Tanya Idah, we learned in another b'risa. And he shall take from the blood of the ox and from the blood of the goat. That they should get mixed together. Does this mean to say that they need to get mixed together like Rabbi Yeshia's opinion? Or does this mean to say that each of them gets separately sprinkled like Rabbi Yenison's opinion? Tamalomar, the Pasuk says, Achas, one. Bistama, Kirav Yeshia. And since it just says it without explaining that it's the position of Rav Yeshia or the position of Rav son, and it is the position of Rav Yeshia, then presumably this is an indication that the unattributed Mishnah, I'm sorry, unattributed Raisa follows the opinion of Rav Yeshia, which would mean that the Halacha would follow his opinion. Continuing on in the Mishnah, we said that you take the full vessel of blood and seemingly you take the full vessel of blood and you place it in the empty vessel. The Gemara is going to go off on a tangent here. The Gemara is going to understand that you actually pick up the vessel and put it into the other vessel straight. The actual vessel with the blood in it, put it into the vessel that is still blood. Rami Barachama asked a question. This is a question that they asked in the Bismarck, not related to our Mishnah at first time. In general, if you put one bowl into another bowl, they kibble by Asadam, and then you accept in the inside bowl, you accept the blood. Mahu, what do we say? Min is like this. We've learned previously in this Masech a couple of times already. One of the jobs of a Kohen is to accept the blood in a vessel. Now, if he has the a vessel, and then he has another vessel inside of that vessel. He is not holding directly onto the vessel that is accepting the blood. He's holding onto a different vessel that is accepting the blood inside of another vessel. 
Perhaps that it would be considered a chatzitza, an interposition, a separation that will invalidate the process. Perhaps it has to be that the, his hand has to be holding on to the vessel itself that will accept the blood, and therefore this will invalidate it. Or perhaps we say, since it is the same type of uh, container, it doesn't invalidate it. Amarle, so he answers. Hanisua, I'll bring you a proof. Nasan and we learned in our mission that you take the full vessel and put it into the empty vessel. My love, is it not? Is it not that he takes a full bowl and sticks it into the empty bowl? Like, Gemara says that's not the case. Rather, it means he takes the full bowl and he pours it out into the empty bowl. This is completely not non-analogous to our question and no proof at all. What do you mean? You don't need another time to tell you this. We already learned this earlier in the Mishnah. The Mishnah thought, you should mix together the blood of the goat together with the blood of the cow. So why do you need to say it again that you should mix it together? That you should do like this mix back and forth where you get every ounce of it mixed in together very nicely, very homogeneously. So that's why we said it again later in the Mishnah. So that's not a proof to tell you that you... Um, that it, indeed, that could be teaching you that you should mix it together, and we would not be able to bring a proof from here to the question of, are you allowed to have another vessel underneath the vessel that's actually accepting the blood? Will that be an interposition or not? Umar now attempts to bring a different proof. Tashima, come in here, proof. If the Kayin is doing the Avaida, he's doing the service, and he's standing on a vessel, he's not standing directly on the floor of the Beis HaMikdash. Or if he's standing on the foot of a, another Kayin, he is not going to be valid in terms of the accepting of the blood. Now, what the Gemara says is clearly the foot of the other Kohen, right? Interesting case. The foot of the other Kohen should not be an interposition. Why? It should be min bimino. It should be the same type of species. And the same type of species, if it would not be an invalid invalidation, then it should be fine. So why do we say that if he's standing on another Kohen's foot, he's invalid? The Gemara says, Shani regal One second. You don't have the right to say that the other coin's foot is no longer important because it's underneath my foot and it's considered uh, nullified. You don't have the right to do that. It's the other coin's foot. Right? So you can't bring a proof from here to our question. Another version of this question is like this. This is what his question was. To take one vessel and put another vessel inside it and accept the blood in the interior vessel, is that the way of doing service or not? They learned in the house in the base measures of Rabbi Yishmael. And they will take all the vessels that are used for service with which they do the service in the holies, right? In the holy, which is the Heichal. This comes to teach you that seemingly that you can use two vessels for one service. Right, so over there, he seems to be indicating, just to speak that out, that indeed it is plausible and a proper way to do things to do the service with two vessels, one side the other. Rabbi Merchama now asks Rebchaz a different question. Siv is like uh, some of the bark from a, a palm tree, right? And basically, it's like some sort of a, it's a material that has some level of absorbency. And you put it inside the bowl before you accept the blood. And then the blood comes in. Mahu, what do we say? Do we say that because the interior part of the bowl has this uh, bark in it and it's not made from the same material as the bowl, it is considered to be something that blocks the ability to say that is a regular acceptance? Or do we say it's not considered to be an invalidation? 
says, since the blood will end up sinking in together past this bark, maybe it's not going to be a, 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 a interposition. Or do we say, as long as there's something in the way, it is an invalidation. Amalais is I'll bring you a proof. Anina, we learn. Let's say someone is taking the ashes, right, of a red heifer, the paraduma, and he's mixing it in the water. And inside that water, there was a sponge, right? So the water that is inside the sponge is not going to work because the sponge is not going to be the vessel for the purposes of collecting the water. But what he does is when he's sprinkling that water out on, on people who are impure, he sprinkles up until the water in the sponge. What do we see over here? We see over here, though, that the fact that the water went through the sponge, that's not invalidating. Shani Maya the cliche. The Gemara says the water is different because water is very thin and it will go straight through. Blood, which is thicker, perhaps will be more of a problem. Ikadami, another version of the This is how he answered. When it comes to blood, the fact that there's something in between, we don't care about it because it's able to, you know, to penetrate past it. When it comes to comets, when it comes to the, uh, the flower, Indeed, it will be problematic and it will not work if there's something in the way. So it has to go directly, the flower has to go directly into the bottom of the vessel. And therefore, it's not going to go really because it's going to be trying to get past the, it has to go past the, the other things in the way and therefore it won't go as well and therefore it will be invalidated. Turning the page, new Mishnah, interesting uh, um, orientation of this, of this page, right? It's a little bit of a funny shape. And the Kohen Gadol will go out to the Mizbeach that is in front of Hashem. This is the golden um, altar that is one Amma by one Amma by one Amma. That is in the Heichal, right? It is the one upon which they do the Ketores, the incense. And it is surrounded on one side by the menorah and on one side by the Shulchan. He begins to sprinkle, and literally Mechate means clean, but in the context is to sprinkle as he sprinkles down. Which corner does he start from? From the northeastern corner. Then the northwestern corner. Southwestern corner. Southeastern corner. The place where he does the beginning of his sprinkling on the outside altar, the one that is not in the Heichal, but is in the Azara, right? And that is the big Mizbeach, the 32 Amma Mizbeach. Where does he start from? The southeast corner. That's the place where he finishes from on the interior altar. He doesn't walk around. He actually sprinkles from one place because it's only one Amma square. He's able to reach all places from there. All of them he sprinkles downward to upward. Except for the one that's right in front of him, the one that he starts with, which he sprinkles upward downward. If he sprinkles on the, the top of the altar, we're going to see the Gemara is going to discuss what this means. He sprinkles on it seven times. And the leftover blood, he sprinkles on the exterior altar, on the western uh, foundation of the exterior altar. And then to the leftover part of the blood that sprinkled, he actually pours it out on the southern uh, foundation of the they both them end up getting mixed up in the ama, in the ama, which is like a drainage canal in the uh, in the place of And they go out to the nachal kitchen. The nachal kitchen is the a place where they had um, the the like some sort of a kitchen uh, like stream where this blood was. And they would sell it to gardeners, right, 
to, for the purposes of being used as a fertilizer. But if you use them without having redeemed it from the base of Mikdash first, you will have in violation of trespass, right? Of, of using the holy objects without having redeemed it. We learned in a rice and that the Kohen Gadol will go out to the Mizbeach in the, in the Heichal, right? In the holies. What's the passage coming to teach us? Because we have found by a cow that is offered up for a transgression, a mistake that is made in, in, uh, for all of the commandments, uh, from, sorry, for any one of the commandments. The coin stands outside the altar, right? And sprinkles towards the curtain at the time that he is sprinkling, right? So in other words, he's standing on the outside of the Mizbeach, which means um, towards, close, towards the, uh, towards, further towards the, um, towards the Azara, right? Towards the, towards the main, towards the main room, right? So now, Yachal Avzek King, you might have thought to say that perhaps the Kohen Gadol does the same thing. Tamalum, right there for the Pasuk says, Yachal Elham Mizbeach, that he goes to the Mizbeach. Heichen Haya, where is this? Lifnim mi min Hamizbeach, right? So what does this mean to say? It means to teach you that he's standing on the inside part of the Mizbeach and not on the outside part of the Mizbeach. Tanya Idach, we learned in a Brisa differently. Lifnei Hashem, it says in front of Hashem. Mat Tamalum, why does the Pasuk say Lifnei Hashem in front of God? Amrabi, Tanya because it says by the goat and the cow on Yom Kippur, that the coin stands on the interior side of the Mizbeach, and sprinkles on the curtain that separates between the holy and the holy of holies. I might have thought to say that so too, the, um, in this other case of sprinkling, like the power halam daver, the power that is brought for the cow that is brought for an offering when the People made a mistake and based on Besdin's ruling, this special offering. I might have thought to say it works the same way. You should be standing on the inside part of the Mizbeach. It says, The tent, I'm sorry, the, the altar of the good smelling incense that is in front of Hashem, that is in the tent of meeting. The altar that is in front of Hashem. But the Kohen is not in front of Hashem. How is this so? He stands on the opposite side of the Mizbeach and sprinkles. So we see that on Yom Kippur, you stand on the interior side of the Mizbeach, next to the altar, next, in between the altar and the curtain. And this other type of offering, you actually stand on the opposite side of the Mizbeach. He starts sprinkling and then goes progressively lower. We learned He begins to sprinkle in a downward direction. Where does he begin from? Karen Ramus from the north, I'm sorry, from the southeastern uh, corner. The Ramus Maravis, then to the southwestern. Maravis Safinus, then to the northwestern. Safinus Mizrachas, then to the northeastern. Devi Rabbi Kiva, words of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Eseglini says, Mikaren Mizrachas Safinus, from the south, I'm sorry, from the northeast corner. Safinus Maravis to the northwest corner. Maravis Ramus to the Southwest corner, the Ramus Mizrachis to the southeast corner. Makam Sharebi Yesiaglidi Maschil, the place where Yesiaglidi says you begin from. Sham Rebbe Kiva Paisik, over there Rebbe Kiva holds stop. Makam Sharebi Kiva Maschil, from the place where Kiva says you start. Sham Rebbe Yesiaglidi Paisik, they go in opposite directions. The Kuli Alma, everybody agrees. Miha, Behahu Karen, the Pagabaresha, lay of it. Everybody agrees that even though you're coming from the western side, you do not start from the very first. Uh, corner that you end up banging up to. 
My time, what's the reason? Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Amar Krat says in the Fasa, only after you've passed by the entire Mizbeach do you start doing your sprinkling. So you come from the west until you get to the eastern side, you're not going to start sprinkling. According to Rekiva, you should go around to the right direction. Why is he going to the left? Maybe they're arguing about that which Rami Bayechaskal taught. Rami taught. The, uh, the sea, right, the, the reservoir, the water reservoir that Shlomo Melech made, it was standing on 12 oxen. There were 12 that were looking towards the north. I'm sorry, three that were looking towards the north. Three, and three were looking towards the west. And three were looking towards the south. And three were angled towards the east. And and the yam, this reservoir of water, was on top of it. The chol achareim vaisa, and they, all of their, their um, they were facing outward, so that their inner parts of these bulls were facing inward. This teaches you the fact that the order of these, of these, um, of the way that the bulls were standing, is going from towards the east. So that teaches you that anytime you're walking, you should always turn towards the east. So seemingly, the reason why they're having a dispute about the direction you go is based on, do you understand the Rami Raya or not? Look, it's not true. Everybody agrees to Rami Raya Chaskel. And rather, over here, this is what they're arguing about. One of them holds that you learn out the, the regulations in terms of outside, sorry, inside from outside. And one of them holds you do not learn out the regulations from inside from outside. And even though he, generally speaking, he does not learn the inside from the outside, right? That's why he doesn't say you need to go towards the right. Why does he say you have to go this direction? What difference does it make? If you're not limited by saying you have to go towards the right because of the idea of turning towards the east, then why did he have to say that you have to do it the opposite direction? Technically, the first horn, the first corner that you get to is the one that you should start with. You don't skip over a mitzvah, right? The first mitzvah that comes to your hand, you should do immediately. Why do you not do this? Because it's written in the Torah, that he shall go out to the mitzvah, until he has passed over the entire mitzvah. And since he's already given to this parent that he went to second, right? Because that first one he's not able to do. He has to wait till he gets to the other end on the eastern side. Then he sprinkles the northeast corner. So then he turns around and goes back to the northwest corner because really he passed over that one. So he has to go back and do that one second. So you have two different principles. On the one end, you have the principle of you should be turning towards the right. On the other hand, you have the principle of really you should never pass over a mitzvah. So once he passed over the mitzvah on the way in, he wants to fulfill that as quickly as possible. So he immediately turns around and goes back to that end. Okay, a couple of